The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And welcome to the Pink and Night. Jay Binkley this Thursday night, joined by Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, and joined by the president, the CEO of the Greater Kansas City Sports Commission, Kathy Nelson. Kathy, how are you? I'm great. I'm great today. Now, Kathy, I know you don't have a headset on, but I just got to... Hallelujah. Playing Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm playing this. This is this has been so long in coming. What a great way to end my day. I love it. You like cooling the gang? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. We missed in a minute tonight, I'm sure. I gotta imagine. I gotta imagine career-wise, this is probably so far the peak. Oh no pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it definitely feels that way, and it's been a a lot of work to get to this. And I think this week is really kind of that pinch me moment. I was I was with my husband earlier this week in New Orleans. I'm like, I I gotta get back. You know, this could be really the pinnacle of my career this decade, and I'd need to be back in Kansas City. So it yes. At what point and at what moment? And I know this has been something you guys have been working on for years. At what point and what moment did you get the information? And, you know, if you could kind of go through that and then explain what that felt like. Well, we have been these last five, six weeks, daily communication with the NFL. Okay. Daily, seven days a week, emails, text, you know, negotiating these past three weeks on our final, final details of our bid, focusing on 23. Um, and then this past week, really narrowing in on any other questions they had trying to get them across the finish line and make that events team any questions they might have to go in front of the owners was our goal Mm -hmm. so we wanted them to look like rock stars we wanted to make sure that Kansas City presented itself well but we had to present it through someone else's voice right there in Florida so you know it was a little anxious time for us and we knew that uh, Commissioner Goodell and all the owners would be behind it but they still had to vote so these last few days have been a little anxious time sometimes hourly phone calls (laughs) to New York. And uh, as we got into Tuesday, it felt like they really would vote on Wednesday. Almost like it it almost sounds like you're campaigning for like a presidency. Like this is, this is let's just see if the votes come through. You'd probably be mayor now if you want to. I think it's I'm good. Actually, I'm I'm pretty good right now. (laughs) Ready for a breather. I'm sure. Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) Kathy Nelson, she's the president and CEO of the, uh, the greater Kansas city sports commission just landed her biggest fish, let's be honest. I mean, you look at some of these numbers and figures that come outside of landing the Super Bowl where they estimate around $400 million, three to $400 million 
you know, for cities to get it. But they actually estimate a lot less because of all the expense sure. that it goes into the super. I know in Minneapolis uh, was calling $450 million mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Anna, Atlanta was uh, far less than that. NASCAR brings in over $100 million. The Big 12 tournament brought in $14.2 million. Mm-hmm. And Dallas, you know, we're looking at $125 million worth of economic impact. Nashville, they haven't really come down with a figure that yet. Some are saying right. 133,000. Some are saying 200 million, uh, 31,000 hotels. Whatever it is, Kathy, this is probably the single biggest event we have in Kansas City in the future here. Agreed. I mean, this is something. Agreed. I mean, this is this is the big fish. This is something yeah. I know you guys have been trying on. I know you went to Chicago yourself, Kathy, mm-hmm. when they moved the draft. You you've been doing the the, the leg work. You've got the Chiefs behind you and the city behind you, and a lot of this has been. But you guys, you guys bring in all these great NCAA events and everything to our city. But this this presented an opportunity once the, once the NFL said, we're going to move this thing around. Mm-hmm. And you guys just pounced on that. Yep. We don't have a great airport. We don't have all this. And, you know, the hotel rooms are, are limited in our town, but you were able to get it. Why did the NFL say we have got to go to Kansas City? You know, a lot of the times it comes down to relationships and a trust factor. And I think the more they got to know us, as an organizing committee and you know they already know the club they know mark and clark of course and then a lot of their vps but as they got to know the people that were on the ground doing the work and you get to meet george at union station and matt naylor at the world war one museum my gosh how could you not trust our city to pull this off right and i think it really comes down to a very strong local organizing committee and then the picture of the parade didn't didn't hurt us at all new hotels popping up i mean all of that comes into play to make this kind of a circle of trust and i think that's where we got to this past year well it's it's a huge football town and the way i've always said this thing kathy once they started doing this i'm fine with philadelphia and dallas i'd be fine with cincinnati i'm fine with cleveland i'd be fine with green bay and the reason is because i'm 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 for cold weather cities that don't get the super bowl Mm -hmm. and i know that they've left 2022 open where they'll probably they might go to los angeles or who knows what they'll do with the draft but they seem to be doing big city small city big city with what they're doing but this this is a huge deal, especially for cities that that aren't going to get the Super Bowl. This yet. is this is what the yet yet, yet. we're working on that, right, Kathy? We're I like I like that attitude. Yeah. Well, Kathy's got one it. goal down. <laughs> That's right. But, on to the next one. But I know that when Nashville was selected, I really thought that was Kansas City's turn. I did. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you guys felt, Kathy, but I really thought we were going to get this thing before. Yeah. We still got it, so it doesn't matter. But I thought right. we were going to get it sooner, and maybe we need more time. Yeah. Um. You know, I have a saying in our office, and I've actually heard this at our church. Our pastor said, the worst thing's never the last thing. And it hurt. I mean, it. there's yeah. no doubt that Band-Aid stung when it came off when Nashville was awarded. But I also think the NFL needed to figure it out. I think Dallas was great. It could have been better. And I think the NFL decided, you know, we've got to drop this event in where there's already 100,000 people walking around and can get to it. We've got to take yeah. this event to the people, not assume people are going to get to us. So... I applaud them in making that happen. That's what they did, and they're going to do it again in Vegas. I thought Cleveland was actually going to be the biggest competitor for this year's draft because it's yeah. the 100th anniversary sure. of the yeah. NFL. I thought yeah. that Canton-Cleveland, that proposal, right. was going to be tough to beat, and Cleveland yeah. wasn't wasn't yeah. ready yet, and Nashville just got right in there. Yep, but, you know, Cleveland and Canton actually then split their bid. So then Canton kind of pulled away, and it was truly a Cleveland and the, and the Browns bid. Yeah, this Be- is Believeland, as they call it. Believe- Believe- they believed in getting the draft. <laughs> I... I like the fact that the 2023 draft is going to be here because I'm originally from the East Coast. Uh, people who listen to me know that, and I've kind of made Kansas City my home. It's kind of my second home. I can, you know, I really love Kansas City, and 
And what I've found is it isn't looked at typically as a vacation spot. And while this is going to be a destination time, this is going to be a weekend, we're going vacationing in Kansas City because we want to see our favorite NFL team. And that's such an opportunity and opens mm-hmm. the door to create, I think, that second-tier type of city where you're with, I think, the Denvers and the Nashvilles and so on and so forth. So I'm so excited about this. I want to ask you, going into this, what was the biggest obstacle and now that it's accomplished, what is your biggest obstacle moving forward? What was our biggest obstacle? I think to really showcase our city to people that had never been here. Right. So we went to New York, presented our draft in person, our draft bid in person. And uh, Catherine on our staff was brilliant. She had worked in New York for 10 years, and she said, you got to think like they do. They've not been here. So in our bid proposal, we laid out um, Times Square for them, the footprint, you know, 40th and on all the cross streets and Mm -hmm. laid that out on a map. We took the Philadelphia draft footprint and put it on top of it to show them, oh, okay, that's kind of what it feels like. We took the Kansas City footprint and put it on top and showed them it was bigger and it was going to be better. Wow. So Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden they could visualize, I've never been to Kansas City, but I understand from the pictures now what that feels and looks like when I'm walking through Times Square. I get it. So then when they came into our city seven months later, could visualize it and could really see how we could activate it. It was kind of a light bulb moment. It's funny because you, the way you're talking, I think when you say you put Kansas City on top and they were able to feel it, you kind of get goosebumps a little bit because it it kind of sounds like you were able to truly paint a picture, and I'm yeah. sure that wasn't easy to do. Yeah. Again, moving on to the second part, though, now that you've accomplished this, right. what is the biggest obstacle moving forward to make this the best draft it can be come four years from now? I wouldn't say um, this is an obstacle, but it's something that's always top of mind is safety and security. Yeah. You know, and uh, learning from all these other cities as you do a bigger event, sadly, that's the first thing you have to think about. We have a great police force, tactical unit. I mean, all the guys we work with and ladies on the police department have been fantastic to help us understand and think like they think. See, because they're going to be very instrumental in this. Oh, absolutely. We traveled a police officer with us to Nashville so he could tell me we could do this. And that that made me sleep better at night. but I think another obstacle is a little transportation. I think of the World Series parade, and I think of cars parked mm. on the highway. I don't. I don't really <laughs> want that to happen again. But oh we're, we learn from that, right? You learn in sure. 2015. You learn, and you continue to grow and learn. Well, I think the biggest thing too with three, four rests from the parade, which is mm. nothing. Right. I mean, that's to me that that's yeah. to me that showcased the city in a great way that that many people got together. And you had that view of arrest. Mm-hmm. My biggest obstacle, Kathy, would be porta potties. That's the first thing I'd be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, if and when we ever plan another parade, that is one lesson we've learned. <laughs> we've decided to take the porta johns and move them a block off either side of the okay. parade route. So, instead of being along the parade route where people use them to sit on and not in, we're going to move those porta johns <laughs> off the parade route a block either way, so everyone knows go that way to get to the bathroom. Oh, they can't sit there on top of that for, with a cheese pick. No, it was the thirty second pick. Over you know, after the parade, the what the the guy called me and he said, "I feel bad charging you for these because nobody really used them, but the tops are dented, so we have to charge <laughs> you for the porta johns." And I was like, "Okay." What else did? What else were you able to besides just bathrooms? I know that's where Jay's mind goes to right away. Well, but, I mean, you put that many people together. But, I mean, you don't want them going in the street, course, right? One hundred percent. No, we don't. Keep our city Jay, clean. That's right. That's a great thought. What keep else? Our city clean. What else were you able to take away from the Royals Parade that now you'll be able to think about moving forward? 
Well, transportation, right? As you bus people in from the plaza. Yeah. How soon do the buses need to start? How early in the morning do we need security meetings? We had had the police meet, I think, at like 7 that morning. That wasn't early enough. We should have gone earlier. And the other thing is lanes. How do we get the ambulance through the crowd so that there's always a pass through? So, you know, things like that we learn and move on and grow from. And we've talked a lot to the national security and police officers there, the biggest things they've learned in their pain and growth. Union Station, the World War I uh, Museum. And, Kathy, here's the thing about it. I know the downtown is going to do well. The restaurants, the bars, I mean, everybody is going to make money on this deal and prosper. It's really going to help our city. But not only that, I just look at this the city abstractly with the hotel rooms. I'm talking, you know, from the airport area. I'm even talking KCK. I'm talking Lee oh, yeah. Summit. I'm talking Blue Springs. I'm talking some of the areas outside of Kansas City that are going to, the mm-hmm. hotel space is going to be needed. Mm-hmm. And they will fill the lift, the bars, the restaurants. This is not just, I mean, Kansas City is going to prosper a ton by this. But I think just our community that we live in, this, this, the two sides of the state line, Overland Park and everywhere else, will prosper with an event like this. Absolutely. When we, when any pitch we go into, we always see the state line as a connector, not a divider. And we have to approach it that way. When you go anywhere, you say you're from Kansas City. Yep. And that's how we approach this. We approached it as a region. We approached it as Chief's Kingdom. We approached this as the middle of the country in the Midwest is bringing the draft here. It just happens to land in Kansas City. Give a zip code in Chief's Kingdom. Ooh, no, but that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Write it well, down. Get your notebook out. Well, Chief's Kingdom's big. Keep in mind, we're talking Nebraska. We're talking Iowa. We're right. talking Arkansas. We're talking Oklahoma. Yes. You've, you've now brought this to the Midwest mm-hmm. just like the Speedway. And right. Pat Warren, right. the, the, the crowd that he attracts the Speedway is not just Kansas City. It's the surrounding areas that it's the closest NASCAR track to a lot of places, you know, in, in this country because it's right here in the heart of the Midwest. And, yeah. you know, having the draft in the Midwest, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big deal that it's can draw people deal. from all parts yeah. of the Midwest. And it's free. You don't have to have a ticket for the draft. No. It's free. Yeah. That's just, the craziest Just thing. get there. Just get Some there. way, somehow. And you will have something to do. I, I've read that in your past, in the early 2000s, you became the first woman to win a regional Emmy for production in an NFL game. I'm sure that was uh, yeah. quite an accomplishment for you. Did that set the tone a little bit as to say, you know, there's kind of no boundary I, I can break? Because I think a lot of people go into this and they're trying to get the draft. And they're like, man, it'll never come to Kansas City. But you've had this mindset for now you know, 19, 20 years ago and that mm-hmm. I can do anything. Did yeah. that? Does that help you? you think about that oh, I, oh absolutely i've never um really stopped to think about it you know i used to work at channel four and i was made fun of often frank would even say at times just stop i would always say why not why why wouldn't we try that why wouldn't we put a helicopter in the air to cover news why don't we do an adoption segment why don't we do love fun for i mean all these ideas just asking that question and i guess i see kansas city so we belong to a national association for sports commissions and Kansas city is seen as a large market sports commission. So in my mind, we're a big, big city. So why wouldn't they select Kansas city? Because this is where the draft should be. And I think that career path of the, why not, why wouldn't we try it? Maybe that's just why I wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah. And thinking about Kansas city, we were such a dark horse in this thing. And you think about the people competing for Denver in other big metropolitan areas. This is a big deal, Kathy. This Thank is a big you. deal. I don't know if you're eating steak tonight or, <laughs> or what you're doing with lobster. Are you doing the uh, surf and well, turf? My husband's listening. <laughs> but you, you need, well, he needs to take you somewhere nice. It's time. It's time. I have to, if the lobsters are still walking in the kitchen, throw them into <laughs> throw them into the hot water. I, I think you know, the, I think the city ought to reach out to you at all these restaurants and bars when you put your name in and just give you a table because your health. <laughs> no, seriously, what you're doing for the city. You know me, Kathy. 
I've had you on this show for years, yeah. and we've talked about Division II football games. We've talked about a lot yep. of stuff, but we've always talked about the draft. I always bring the draft up with you because I know it was a dream, and I know how hard you worked. And that's why when I found out, I was I was so happy because I knew, I knew how hard you worked for this. There's a lot of people that said we'd never get the draft here. And I always thought that we would. And I knew you were going to work hard on getting this, and you proved that you got the right people behind you. And and you did it. And I can't believe it. I even told you I was going to take you on a parade around 435. <laughs> you know? Saddle up, Jay. We're going to rent that convertible and, okay. and, and go around 435. I'm and people can wave to that. I well, like I'm going it. to do it, Kathy, because I've told you I was going to do it, and I'm going to do it. I love the draft. I'm the one that puts out eight mock drafts, nine, whatever they are. Pete and his crew do a ton of mocks. Brett Veach, if you're listening, we're keeping the 2023 pick. But I can't. Have to. He has yes. to keep that pick. He has to keep <laughs> no that trading pick. trading that imagine away on for Patrick night. Peterson. Oh I can't imagine. I can't imagine mocking a draft that's going to be right here in Kansas City. Like, I can't. Oh, I have goosebumps. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But it's such a big deal. Now, what, can you hang on one more segment? Sure. Because I want to talk about uh, some other stuff, too. But I want to concentrate on the draft. Kathy Nelson, the, the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Sports Commission, that helped bring the draft to Kansas City. Kathy, next. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We need a theme song, Kathy. I think this is it. Celebrate good times. That's what I'm jamming. It's got to be something more more recent than that. Jay Binkley, yeah. Binkley, Binkley <laughs> Day so he, no, Who cares, man? Look what the blues do. The blues have this luck with the glorious song. You're right. right. Yep. Everybody's got to have their their song their and their song. thing. Kathy, so where were you? I want to. Here's the thing. Everybody wants to know when draft picks got the call. Where mm-hmm. were you sitting? Where you sitting? Especially mm-hmm. unless they're at the draft. But there's a lot of guys that aren't. You know, second round, third. Where were yeah. you when you? Yeah. So where were you? Hopefully, it was a call, not a text. Where were you when you found out? So Wednesday. Um, so I scrambled back from New Orleans, and we were working with the city that we were all going to just figure this out together if it happened. So I actually was sitting with our staff. I would never not do this as a team because it was more than me that made this happen. I'll probably get emotional. So we sat around the large conference room together, and our, our four new interns had just started that day. So I'm like, this is normal. We do this all the time. <laughs> so we sat in the large conference room together and had the NFL Network live up on our big screen. And um, we all turned our phones off and sat there and listened and got a text from the NFL events team that said, you can push out your press release 
And then that right away, Roger um, took the stand and announced it. So they had you make a press release with it not being 100%. Right. Wow. Yeah. But that, that happens often yeah, with yeah. NCAA and all that. I mean, you want to be ready to go. You don't want to react. You want to be prepared. What was the room like? It was very quiet. Um, first, I got a text, and I'm like, I have a text. And then it said, we're delayed. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so it was supposed to be at 2 o'clock our time. And then what, like, did you bring milk home or something? Yeah. And then uh, 2.15 came and went, 2.20, and they and then um, they texted and said, okay, we're back in the room. And, you know, they're discussing. And so then it got really quiet in our office. And then when um, the commissioner came out and announced it. And then Clark took the stand. And that, when Clark, actually when Clark dropped my name, I got very emotional because I was not prepared to hear him say that. I thought that was pretty dang cool. What was what went behind the concept of, of the video? And I'm thinking back to the last yeah. segment where you know you had said you laid out the plans for uh, against mm-hmm. Chicago and Philly and Kansas City because I mean I know it's 2023 seconds, but I think you guys really captured like what Kansas City is in that small amount of time. And you're like, you, you know what, Kansas City is just as good as Nashville. Oh, it's yeah. just as good as yeah. Philly. So how did how'd that come about? Well, um, so we actually put that video together in, in 2015. Oh, that man. video was about a two-minute video. Um, a, turned four the other day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a dear, dear friend of mine, Ryan, uh, actually helped me sit down and visualize how we could promote Kansas City to the draft. Because I, I, I'm a producer, a video producer. I'm a big believer in hands-on and creating these things, these projects. So we sat down and said, how do we help them visualize what our city's like and the energy here? So that video is actually quite a bit longer. You can search it. it, it the full video is out there. Well, it makes and you proud to be from the city. Well, thank you. So we took that video, shared it in 2015, shared it again in 17, and then we asked, could we share that video? Mm-hmm. And it really, they, they said, just, you know, cut it down. So with their approval from the NFL, actually, then the Chiefs producers jumped in and helped me cut it down. I just was out of time, and actually, I wasn't even in Kansas City to edit that. So. Yeah. No, I, 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 when I saw Kansas that, clips. I'm like, this is really happening. This is, this is a cool, cool, cool thing for, for everybody. Well, yeah. I thought it would. You know, Thank I've talked you. to Kathy through the years, and she was – I remember talking to you right after Chicago. Yes, yeah. I think I talked to you. You were getting ready to board a plane or something. You were yeah. kind enough to join our show, and I said, all right, Kathy, now you've seen uh, Chicago. Are you going to bring this to Kansas City? And you're always with this attitude that you were – that you were, and then, you know, came the Nashville news, but you kept persistent, and you kept wanting the dream to come true. And I think this is this is a cool story because it's how much you love this city and all the things the city has to offer with the restaurants, the barbecue, the fountain. We've got a lot of stuff to showcase here, but Kansas City's going to be the spotlight now. Kathy, this brings our city to the spotlight. Not only that, you know, the World Cup, looking for cities and big events, and this is the 2026 World Cup. and. Yeah. I know they're supposed to announce this, I think, in 2020 at the, towards the end of it, but we don't know. Right, yeah. But this is this is a major thing going forward, I think, for Kansas City. You didn't have to use the airport. You didn't have nope. to use, you nope. know, those kind of, that kind of, you know, ammunition. You didn't have mm-hmm. to use it, which, which is incredible. Yeah. And she didn't have to do that. And how does this help Kansas City going forward? Because you like to bring big events to our city. How does this personally help you and your staff? Oh, my gosh. I think about all the events that we bid on and lose. Mm-hmm. That's what you don't hear. Right. You, I mean, this is great. I mean, the NFL draft, no doubt, hounds down is awesome news. But there are so many things that we go after and we're not awarded. It, it's hard to be told you're not as good as another city. Mm-hmm. So now I think, okay. How do you now, like me now? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> now tell me no. Yeah. Right? And, and this now will put, tell me no. You, that Toby Keith song is your theme song. How do you like me now? <laughs> 
And when you guys knock it out of the park, what you'll have is a visible blueprint right. moving forward. Right. And when the Super Bowl comes around, you know, maybe five, ten years, you say, yeah. we did it. We could do this. We could do that. You yeah. know? So that's great. I, I know that this morning during the press conference, um, you know, budget was talking and, and not ready to say how much money you have to raise. But just as far as uh, ideas you're willing to share or, you know, mm-hmm. that that you're flushing out, what what can fans start to expect um, as, as these plans start rolling out that you're willing to share right now is just as far as um, ideas and what it may look like? Well, part of our bid was military engagement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, doing some great, cool things with the military during those few days. Um, of course, barbecue comes into play. Tailgating <laughs> comes into play. Our, our comedians, Eric Stone Street, you know, those guys mm-hmm. are so tightly attached with the Chiefs that just like Nashville had country music, we have our stars as well. And have much fun. This is sports. We should have fun. How much fun can we have with these guys and make this a big party for three days? So you, you can expect to see a lot of Kansas City flavor. Um, Commissioner Goodell told me something I thought was so actually he told all 14 cities that were bidding on this in Nashville the morning after Thursday night. So Friday morning, all the cities get together and we get backstage tours. We get to see where the players hang out, all that cool stuff. And the commissioner comes and meets with us. And he said, think of the draft as a chameleon. It takes the shape, the color, the flavor of whatever city it's in. He That's goes, great. So don't let Nashville freak you out. Cause I have to admit I was freaked out after Thursday night. I thought, Oh, the, the bar's raised. Like, what are we going to do? And he said, this takes the uh, the flavor of your city and approach it that way. And then I thought, we've got this. We've totally got this. So the so the, the, the draft is going to taste like Casey Joe's. And, and, yeah, and, smell and, like and well, it. Yeah, smell they still, like They're still going to do the uh, tents, the taste of the sure. towns with, oh, the yeah. with the different stuff. Oh, I know my that gosh. Kansas City's been barbecue and stuff like yep. that. But expect kind of like a NFL Disneyland, so to speak, yeah. with all the teams represented, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm sure the whole area will be used. This will be fun for fans to go to. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of stuff for yeah. them to do instead of just sit there and watch the picks. This yeah. is this is a big event that uh, is drawn out to more than just the three days. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's things that happen Tuesday. There's parties that happen on Wednesday, and then all day, all night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's stuff for people to do. Oh, Kathy, I'm so <laughs> this is like the big. This is Some, someone fan off Jay. No, this <laughs> is this is one of the major events. I mean, you're talking. Well, Nashville had six hundred thousand people. You're talking. Yeah. This is this is a major. This is major for a city. I don't think people realize just how big, big. this is for the city of Kansas City. I, I like I said. I for me, I think it, it's a window into the future, right? So mm-hmm. now that you've been able to get this big fish. I think you're a big fisherman, right? So mm-hmm. this will now provide you the means to move yeah. forward and say, you know, we deserve a Super Bowl. We deserve a World Cup. Well, yeah. Kathy, Kathy Nelson, President and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Sports Commission, she's got some celebrating to do. I, I, I've been celebrating. Yeah, what does your next way. week look like? Are you just sleeping? No, you know what? I'm heading to Dallas. You get to work? Yeah, I'm going to Dallas for Big 12 basketball meetings. Well, back on it. That's my <laughs> back, back on the horse. Today. I love it. Got to get to basketball meetings. Kathy, I, I can't thank you enough for coming in here. Thank you for what you did for our city. Thank you and your staff and all the hard work that you guys did because this wasn't easy. This wasn't easy. You guys pulled this off, and you should be very, very, very proud of what you've done for our city. Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Pete Sweeney was at OTAs today. What did he learn from Patrick Mahomes? Could he still throw the ball 100 yards? We'll find out next. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Pete Sweeney, Editor-in-Chief, ArrowheadPride.com, and Brohim himself, Nick Price. What's, What's up, up bro? How you doing, bro, Chacho? <laughs> Nick Price from Out of Bounds fame, noon to three, each Saturday on 610 Sports Radio. Also hosted the Game of Browns recap show at 5 <laughs> a.m. And, nice. the, uh, and then the uh, recap shows last couple weeks, 9 11. Bro yeah. Montana, a, a former Chiefs court. Hey, there we go. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> When Nick and I are night. together, it's all bros. They even our callers call and say, what's so up, bros? So uh, sweet. Good, Pete, to, good to be a part of that. Bro at night. Bro at night. Pete, OTAs today. What did you notice? Oh, actually, you know what? Good good call, Pete. The code word. Yes, don't let me forget the go, code babe. word. I got to do the code word. Text zone, Z-O-N-E, to 72881. That's National Cash Contest, the only sports radio station giving you a chance at $1,000. From 7A to 7P, text the word ZONE to 72881-Z-O-N-E for your chance at $1,000 in our national cash contest. Pete. Some man? This was the day that media was allowed to go to OTAs. They've got a series of three of these each of the next uh, two Thursdays beyond this one. Right. It'll be it'll be, it'll be today, the next two Thursdays, and then mandatory minicamp the week after. That's three days of media coverage. So uh, today, I, I learned... Um, I learned that I think this team is, you know, like Dwayne Bow came out and said last week, Andy Reid, like he thinks this team feels different. It it feels like they're developing a, a well-oiled machine, and it's a confident team. And it's embracing competition. Uh, I think they they are, they love the fact that they're pushing each other. One thing that really jumped out today is Frank Clark and Patrick Mahomes and how. These guys are such gamers that they're happy that they're going up against the elite because they know it's going to, you know, when they're not competing against each other in the regular season, it's going to make them better. And, and it's a team that still has this little bit of a cloud. I mean, you're missing your number one wide receiver, one of the best players in the, in the, in the game of football for off-the-field reasons that haven't worked themselves out yet. But it's still a team that, that, that feels like, and again, it's very early. There's no pads here, but it's a team that feels like, it's confident enough to be the best team in the league, and and you're getting that from every player, and, and not to and not to you know go too too far in. I think on on Justin Houston and Eric Berry, but it, it just seemed like at the end of the, the their careers, uh, they kind of took a little bit of the attention. Where again, now you have the MVP, but it's such a team 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 feel right now with the Chiefs, and, and it's again I've been covering them now for five or six years, and, and it and it like like Dwayne Bow said. Mr. Mr. Uh, Eloquent, uh, it really did feel a little bit different. Dwayne Bow, yeah, he did. In case you missed this, what he said on TMZ. It feels different, man. Um, you know, the team is switched. I only know like five guys on the team. And I say these guys, like they got a lot of positive energy. 
you know, just talking to Big Red, he was like, this year out of all years feels very, real different, you know. You know, it's always, it's always some adversity in the beginning, but just the way they, just the way they handled adversity and the way they was out there practicing yesterday, doing phase two training, I was like, wow. So it's going to be, it's going to be a hell of a year. I'm excited. A regular old E.F. Hutton when Dwayne Bow talks, we listen. And a big reason for that, and it fits perfectly, is the Clarks. Clark Hunt bringing Patrick Mahomes here and Frank Clark now now leading the defense. The Clarks, that's right. We got a couple Clarks. <laughs> a couple Clarks now. Uh, but, yeah, no, good day out at OTAs. It's one of those tiring days where you're out in the sun for a little bit, but it, it's worth it because you're finally getting a glimpse uh, at this team. Uh, everyone always wants to hear about Pat. He was wearing his visor today. It was a little bit tinted. You know, that kind it's of Oakley. All right, well, let's be honest. Turn, he's got an Oakley endorsement. Some heads. He's wearing the Oakley. But here's the thing I like about it. You can't see his eyes. And I actually that can be advantageous to him. Although he did say if it interferes with him, he won't use it because he is yeah. superstitious. And I just remember when Eric Berry came back last year, he had a visor for the first half, and then he wasn't allowed to use it in the second half because I think it, it is a uniform code. I think you have to have a, a medical reason to use it, and I just wonder if, if that'll ha- you know be be a thing when it comes well, regular season time. One thing I know He's going to sell the crap out of a lot of these Oakley visors. Yeah. One thing I noted or I noticed about Mahomes is, uh, as, as he usually does, just hitting all different receivers throughout practice, getting everybody involved. You can tell that, you know, he. I, one of the thing I, things I asked him is, what was your reaction with when you when you got McCole Hardman? And, and the first thing that jumped out to him was the speed. And again, they're working on their rapport. I think everyone in Kansas City realizes that the quicker that Hardman can develop into a reliable receiver, the better off the Chiefs will be. And I think Mahomes realizes that. Mahomes said this today too, when talking about his defense, which this is this is this is music to the ears when you hear this, Pete. Oh, they're getting after it for sure. Uh, first off, they're doing a lot of different things, and it's hard to get a kind of a read on them. And uh, so it's definitely challenging as offense and especially at the, uh, the QB position to kind of see what coverages they're in. And I, I, uh, I mean, they're doing a lot of great things and they're just adding in as much as we're adding. So it's kind of that back and forth battle. Every single practice, it seems like we'll get some good plays here, then they'll get some good plays there. And so when you have that competition, that's when you know you have a, a good team. That's refreshing to hear because this is things we didn't hear before about Bob Sutton led defense. And this defense, new faces. It's a new staff and they're having to get used to each other. Like Frank Clark has to look back and see the Honey Badger now, and in Darren Lee, it's just completely different look, and Okafor and Ogma. It's just a completely bunch of different guys, different staff, and here they're coming together and they're challenging Pat. I yeah. like to hear that. And Darren Lee is juiced up. He he was one of the four players that spoke today, and, and he you could tell that he feels appreciated because the Chiefs went out and got him, and I think he's grateful for what will be a, a rebirth, I think, of his career now in the 4-3 under scheme and, and I think new life after the Jets. And, and as our guy, Therese Peller, who checks in with 610 Sports Radio, says all the time, contract year is undefeated. I think you're going to see a really different Darren Lee this year that hopefully can live at least close to those first-round expectations. What do you think of Spags in Brendan Daly so, and yeah. James uh, in, in so Matt I, House? I, These yellers? This is one, yeah, this is one thing I, I did notice, uh, and I put out on my Twitter, twitter.com slash PGSween, I put out d- different observations. One of the things I, I tweeted out was a video t- today of Steve Spagnuolo, and, and the thing that jumped out, and again, Bob Sutton's a little bit of an older guy, so I understand, and I'm not trying to, again, uh, talk so negatively about Bob Sutton, but I think what was missing for a long time with the Chiefs defense was this energy. And, and Spags, it, it, he's a defensive coordinator. And he's got position coaches, you know, for for each 
position group, but he he's unwilling to just sit back. He gets in the mix, I think, especially with the secondary today. I put a video up of him working with the linebackers, Damian Wilson to be exact, and, and just every second uh, of this donut drill, he, he's saying, no, attack from this angle, finish to the ground, high-fiving defensive players you know, as they're going th- through drills. I just don't feel like the defense is as much of a worry for me Like when I see things like that as I think everybody else. like I think the Chiefs actually do like their secondary players. You know, I think they, they like the Juan Thornhill, Matthew. Uh, one thing I did know today is I think Sorensen's going to get a fair veteran shake at, at keeping his position until Thornhill can, can de-seat him. Uh, I think they like their secondary players, uh, and, and I, I feel just better, I think, than the average media person in Kansas City when it comes to this defense. And Dan Sorensen would, would clearly be a guy you looked at as a cap casualty. But the one thing we know is he's yeah. an Andy Reid guy. I mean, through and through. BYU, baby. We're talking BYU. Andy Reid is loyal to a fault, although he did change, make that change with Bob Sutton, but it took him some years to do it. But he's extremely loyal a lot of times, although this defense cleared, <laughs> cleaned house with all their coaches except they kept his kid on the staff, and I understand why that happened. But, yeah, I mean, this hesitance, these rookies. But this year, it's not about relationships. It's about business. Right. And and, and uh, going back to the coaches just quick, like Darren Lee talked about Matt House today as a linebacker's coach, and, and uh, Frank Clark talked about defensive lines coach Brendan Daly. Just the way they're talking about these assistant coaches, there's just a level of respect that I think they have for the coaching staff that maybe just got a little bit lost in the last two or three years of Bob Sutton. So I feel good about that. And again, I think what you realize is today, today's the first day for head to head competition, offense versus defense, no tackling, but head to head competition where the rookies and veterans are on the field. And yeah, the rookies they're I'm probably in for a little bit of wake up call because now these guys that are established in the NFL are around and you still have to prove yourself. And you know, Thornhill's in that, in that mix. I think McColl's in that mix and, and again, it's crazy the way the calendar works because once this this camp starts, you blink and it's training camp, and so uh, they're right in the mix. They got a lot of energy, and it's and it's good to see. Had hard been luck, you know, creating separation. I said that, Georgie wouldn't challenge a lot. There's a lot this, of wide open. Yeah, matches. I've said this before. I think he's a good player. Uh, you know, if you're a lot of people because of all everything that's going on, compare him to Tyreek Hill. He does not have Tyreek Hill speed. Tyreek Hill is a once in a generation once-in-a-lifetime type of type of talent when it comes to his speed. Now, can McColl be a better receiver? I mean, I guess that remains to be seen. You don't have to necessarily have the speed to be a great wide receiver. Uh, but, but he is fast. He's faster than probably everybody else on the field. And I think he'll be a weapon for the Chiefs. I still kind of stick with my idea that, again, I, I, if you're going to compare him even to Hill, I would say he's going to be more like a 2016 Hill. I think they like him as a return guy for them, which – uh, one of the things I tweeted is it concerns me for cornerback Tremont Smith. I don't know how he fits in if if McColl is going to be this guy. And then maybe by the end of the season, you know, he learns enough of the playbook. Pat feels comfortable enough where he becomes a true asset. And it's 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 you know how Kathy Nelson last someone was talking. Yeah, we used to you know think small and then you think bigger and bigger. Now in Kansas City, what is it about? I mean, I don't think anyone cares what they finish in the regular season. You know, the, the people expect the playoffs, and it matters how you play in late December and early January, and hopefully you get to February. And and if they can get McCole Hardman to a place by the end of the year, that's a quality contributor going into the playoffs. I think that's all that matters. It's Pete Sweeney, ArrowheadPride.com, editor-in-chief. When we come back, Sammy Watkins said that Pat Mahomes did challenge him, did call him out, some, so to speak. We'll hear that next. Bing at night. Bing. 
Welcome back to Bacon Night. Jay Bakley, Pete Sweeney, Editor-in-Chief, ArrowheadPride.com, and the one, the only, Nick Price. Half the duo of Dusty Likens and Nick Price, both a fantastic duo. Sammy Watkins has been in the news a lot this week. A lot of Sammy. People nationally talking about Sammy, Sammy talking about Sammy. Here's Sammy after OTAs talking Pat and Sammy. He's a leader now. Um, I think three weeks ago he kind of got on me a little bit. But that's what we need from um, from a guy that, that lead this team, a guy that's ahead of this team, um, a leader. And um, he's going to do all the crazy things on the field, throwing the balls crazy and making the plays that he's going to make. He's going to continue to do that. Um, but I think the most thing is his leadership that he's showing this offseason. What do you get on you about? <laughs> Not coming first in the, in the sprints when I should be. <laughs> but it was a good thing because the next day I came in first just about almost every rep, and he looked at me like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, like I, I got it, bro. Like, I'm on it. So it's a good thing when we can joke around and actually um, friendly, like, man, step it up or speed up a little bit, like stop coming in like dead last. Um, those are things that you, you can take from a quarterback that's actually doing it on the field and doing it off the field. The Pat's got a, Pat's got a point. He makes $16 million a year, and he should not finish last. I will say this. He's very fast, but he's a 4-4-3 guy back at the combine. And, yes, there are – there's defensive backs faster than Sammy Watkins, yeah. but there's wide receivers faster than Sammy Watkins is as well, like Nicole Hardman. Hardman should be beating Sammy Watkins each and every time, but he was finishing last. And people, people, people get caught up on on some of these guys like Hill and and Watkins and, and Hardman. Robinson, don't sleep on Robinson. Oh yeah, speedy. Marcus Robinson yeah. either. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, I think I think people want want Watkins to be be a leader this year. And I think uh, one thing he was talking about today is. I want to be that leader. And, and, like, look at this wide receiver room right now. So Tyreek Hill is unofficially, uh, officially, whatever you want to call it, suspended from the team. He's not partaking in, in offseason activities. So if you read the wide receiver list, it's Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Marcus Kent, McCole Hardman, Byron P- Pringle, Garrick Dieter. Like, okay. Don't forget I, your guy, Jamal Custis. Uh, well, not, trust me, I'm not forgetting him. Do you want on one with Custis? What'd you say? Do you want on one with him? I did. We we talked a little bit. It was it was good. Uh, he he's he's a little overwhelmed right now, but I think I think by t- by the time training camp comes, he'll be okay. Uh, but but when you when you read that wide receiver list, right? And nothing against this young talent because I think the Chiefs have some developing talent. That's Sammy Watkins and everybody else, right? So he has to be a leader. I think he has to step up in that role, and, and Pat expects it. And and the great thing that every time you hear something like that, right? Doesn't it bring a smile to your face? Yeah. Because Patrick Mahomes is twenty three. This isn't a 30-year-old quarterback. At the age of 23, he's wise beyond his years, and he's leading this football team. Well, it does. It's twofold. Yes, I love the leadership of Pat Mahomes. But then, two, Sammy, take it upon yourself. Be that leader. <laughs> Don't finish he's last. A, he's a different dude. He's a Starship, I know. He's a different guy. I, I just think. I, he I, makes a lot of money, though. He knows where to put He his, needs to be a leader. I'm with you. I, he knows where to put his focus, and I think he's focusing on that now, and I think he, he wants to both be a leader a little bit more vocal, and, and and from what it sounds like, a little bit more when it comes to you know these these ac- these activities on the field, and so I, I think that's a good thing when it when it comes to the Chiefs. So this is good, Pat. We, we've talked about this before, Pete. Uh, you and I about uh, Pat's leadership. Now he's just different than when he, last year. I think he was trying to prove to himself and the team that he is, you know, a good quarterback. And now he, everybody knows how good he is. He's the league MVP. But now he can go out there and get on people a little bit, like Watkins, even though it was fun, you know, a yeah. fun back and forth. He wasn't really getting on him. But but he can do that, and he has the ability to do that. Not only that, he can catch you if you're slacking, too. I mean, he can go to guys that are slacking. I know he and Sammy have a good relationship, and Sammy's 
you know, makes a lot of money in, in, in this league and proving himself in this league. But if he'll do that with Watkins, what will he do to some rookie? Yeah, let's say in a situation, and this isn't the case, but let's say he was even 21 or 22 coming. If he would have won the MVP his first year and he was 22, it doesn't matter how old you are. Because he can say to himself, I'm better than everyone else in the National Football League. So you're going to listen to me. Again, I think you're right. I think last year, no one really knew what he was. And so he had to prove it to both himself and the rest of the team. This is a whole different story. Everyone knows whose team this is, whose city this is. And I think people respect him for that. No, I agree with you. Now let's look at the defensive side. This is what A.D. Reid had to say about uh, Frank Clark and the Honey Badger. He's kind of fun to be around. I mean, he, he's business. Um, he, he shares that with the guys around him. He has those instincts that uh, you can't teach that part. So he, he's, uh, and that's what he's had throughout. He had it in college and he's had it in the NFL. Um, he works hard every snap uh, and that's infectious. All that part, that, that's, uh, that, that, that along with Frank, being Frank, you know, and going 100 miles an hour every snap. I mean, it's uh, that, that kind of stuff uh, is contagious. And you talk about this aggressive defensive staff like Steve Spagnola. And you think about what the staff does. This, this also signals to me Andy didn't have to worry about as much on that defensive side. Neither does Pat Mahomes. Because if you got a couple leaders, which they sound like they are, and they're challenging Pat, and they're challenging this offense, meaning they're not playing second fiddle. This isn't Pat, you go out and put 35 points of a game. We hopefully won't give up 30 and you'll win, but we know we have you. This sounds to me like a defense, a little bit of a chip on its shoulder that wants to prove this team's just not all about Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and two things from Frank Clark today. I mean, the one, Pat Mahomes talked about how he's really getting challenged by Clark. You know, he's trying to do his screen pass to, to Sherman, and Clark is blowing it up. That makes Pat better. I mean, Pat still, and all he'll tell you, he said it today, he stands to get better. And so having Clark there now throughout preseason, throughout training camp, that'll really help him to even improve prior to the season. I love that. And then a second point about Clark, Clark is not afraid to stand up at the podium and say, yeah, we know a lot of people thought we were the worst defense in the league last year. This year, it's going to be different. And I think that's exactly what the Chiefs wanted when they traded for him. And again, he was—he didn't come cheap when it comes to value, contract, so on and so forth. First and second rounder, big new contract. But what I love about Clark and what I love about Matthew, and I know Matthew's going through a whole thing himself now, but I love what I love about these two guys on the field is despite making the money and it not being a contract year for a long time, they seem intrinsically motivated and do have a chip on their shoulder and want to be the reason the Chiefs win football games. And this is what has been missing in Kansas City for years. And all Pat Mahomes to do is just sit back and just enjoy well, yeah, well, defense. he didn't have to make those speeches like he did at the AFC title game. Hey, guys, let's go out and score 31 points in the second half. He, there's other guys to do this. Andy Reid wants to run the offense, and he wants someone on the other side who can be a defensive head coach. And I think he finally feels like he has that in Spags. And what he can do then is focus on the Pat plays and, and making sure they're putting up the points they did last year. This is a team, and, and I, I'm going to start to sound crazy saying this, like 16-0 is realistic. The odds came out for the first 15 games the other day, and the Chiefs were underdogs in two games, three points and one point. That's four points you're an underdog and all year. the Patriots. I mean, and, and the Patri- are the Patriots really going to beat the Chiefs three times in a row against Pat? I'm taking Pat in that, in that bet. Yeah, because Pat's got a defense. Listen, that's, getting, okay. that's what held him down the last I'm about to get off the radio. You're firing me up, Jay. I got to get out of here. You do fires me up, Kathy Nelson. <laughs> she, she does. She got the draft for us. You got to talk to her. 
You bear you get to talk to her before she left. You bear hugged her. She initiated it first. <laughs> but no, I, I, she's she's the hero of this city. She she deserves to be praised today for sure. Yeah, I'm so excited about the draft. Well, we'll talk about that. What's a draft mean for our city, Kansas City? As Kathy Nelson did join me at to be in Pete to begin the six o'clock hour, but uh, big day for Kansas City. We'll discuss that next. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 